0: Good day and welcome to the EPIC broadcast, the official podcast of the Parental Rights Foundation. EPIC, E-P-P-C, stands for Empowering Parents, Protecting Children, because that's what we're all about.
1: Well, greetings to our listeners from coast to coast, from sea to shining sea. My name is Will Estrada. I'm the president of the Parental Rights Foundation, and it's so good to have you on. My guest today is Timothy Sandifer. He is the vice president for legal affairs at the Goldwater Institute's Scharf-Norton Center for Constitutional Litigation, and he holds the Duncan chair in constitutional government. Timothy litigates important cases for economic liberty, private property rights, free speech, and other matters in state's across the country. Timothy is also the author of several books including Frederick Douglass Self-Made Man that was published in 2018, Cornerstone of Liberty: Property Rights in 21st Century America that was co-authored with Christina Sandifer in 2016, The Permission Society in 2016, The Conscience of the Constitution in 2014 and The Right to Earn a Living in 2010. He's also the author of more than 50 scholarly articles on subjects ranging from Indian law all the way to the political philosophy of Shakespeare, Ancient Greek drama and Star Trek, and which that is incredibly fascinating to me. So, one day I have to have you on, Timothy, to talk about that. That would be great. He's also a frequent guest on radio and television shows and been published around the country. He teaches public interest litigation at George Mason University's Antonin Scalia School of Law. And Timothy is an adjunct scholar with the Cato Institute and is a graduate of Hillsdale College and Chapman University School of Law. Timothy, welcome on our podcast. Thank you for having me. Well, Timothy, I want to talk with you about a case that you recently filed entitled Sarah L versus Faust. It's challenging the constitutionality of Arizona's central registry scheme. Our listeners are very familiar with this. This is the central registry of abuse and neglect that parents and caregivers can get placed on. And you're defending the rights of a mother who did nothing wrong. This case was filed in 2015 um, of, of uh, or July 15th of 2022 in Maricopa County Superior Court. So Timothy, first of all thank you for for filing this lawsuit and
2: tell us about this case yeah so this case involves a mother who allowed her uh, son and his young friend they were seven and and five to play on a playground a few blocks from a grocery store while she went into the grocery store for a half an hour uh, this was during the uh, the pandemic, you know, and the store had asked people not to come in unless they were doing business in the store. And this was it was Thanksgiving and she was picking up the turkey, goes into the store uh, after dropping off her 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 kids. Now, now she knows this neighborhood. She played in this park herself when she was a, a child. So she's familiar with it and it's perfectly safe. There's hasn't been a stranger kidnapping in in this city in a decade the um, and and when she dropped them off, she saw that she had some friends who were uh, doing yoga in the park nearby. And so she thought, well if you know if, if the boys have any problems, they, they've got you know adults they can go to for help. And she's not one of these helicopter parents who thinks that she has to always be hovering over over her child at you know twenty four hours a day. So she goes into the store, next thing she knows, she gets a call from one of her friends from the park that the police have stopped and are talking to the children they had the, the police accused her of neglecting the children and uh, p- and brought charges against her which fortunately the county attorney realized was ridiculous and dropped those charges nevertheless the state has now tr- gone ahead and and insisted on putting her name on the Central Registry. And as you know, the Central Registry is basically a blacklist. It's basically a do not hire list that says that you can't get a job or even volunteer in anything that that deals with children or vulnerable adults for perhaps 25 years. And so we appealed that decision from the state to to court, went to the, to the Superior Court. And in fact, we have a hearing coming up in just a few days on um, a preliminary motion asking them not to put her name on the list while this cases going forward, at least and wait until you have a decision from a judge before you just put somebody's name on this blacklist for a quarter century. For for again for allowing her children to play in the part. And under Arizona law, the the term negligence or it is or neglect is defined as An unwillingness to supervise children that puts them at unreasonable risk. Now, she's not unwilling to supervise these children. She made a parental decision that her children were safe playing in the park, and that was not an unreasonable decision. In fact, they were perfectly safe in the park. You know, Timothy, we've had on our podcast in
1: the past, Lenore Skenazy. She's um, advocated for what's called free-range parenting. Um, she and her organization, Let Grow, have worked on um, state legislation. We've supported them in this effort. So that's called Reasonable uh, Independence for Children. So here's a mom. It's in the pandemic. It's, you know, as, as parents know, we we day in, day out have kind of these balancing of protecting our children. It's during the middle of the pandemic. The, the um, store doesn't want unnecessary people coming in. Uh, there's Risk with bringing maybe a child into a crowded area. And so she makes this parenting decision to let her children play in the great outdoors with friends around. As I was looking at some of the... Um, Uh, Motion and the facts surrounding this case, I saw that the officers who who approached the children, they were claiming that any child under the age of eighteen must be accompanied by an adult supervisor at
2: all times. Is this is this the standard in Arizona? That That is what they told her. They did say that to her. That is not the standard in Arizona. That is not the law. And yet the police officers told her that it was it was neglect if she allowed a child under eighteen years old to be alone at any time in public. Now, I mean. What kind of society do you have if, if you can't trust a 17 and a half year old to walk down the street alone you know I don't think that that's the situation in this neighborhood at least and if you do have that situation you've got to got bigger things to worry about than uh, than this kind of situation where a mother is do- going into a grocery store and lets her children play on a playground for half an hour it's now the reason behind all of this is obviously, are gray lines in this area in in, in whenever you're talking about parents and 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 safety of kids and all that sort of thing and the state department of child safety got in a lot of trouble what five six years ago something like that for failing to do its job and so i think what happened was there was sort of this counter reaction where the agency is now trying to like really ride everybody hard in order to show that it's doing its job and is overreacting and, and the pendulum has swung the other way and i'm I am hopeful that the department will wake up and realize just how unreasonable it's being in this case. Um, But if not, of course, we are prepared to go to the state Supreme Court if we have to.
1: So the actual legal issue that you're advocating for on behalf of your client, this mom, is that she's about to be put on this central registry that can you tell us some of the ramifications of what being put on the registry would do. Um, all 50 states have these central registries of abuse and neglect. We had recently on a guest from Philadelphia, the Community Legal Services of Philadelphia, who's litigating a similar case against Pennsylvania's central registry. So tell us a little bit about in Arizona, what being put on this registry will do to your client.
2: Yeah, so the the central registry as I mentioned is it's a it's a basically a do not hire list that says you cannot get a job dealing in any job that that has to do with children. Although incidentally this is an uh, amusing now I I have been told by reporters and investigators who have studied this, that in fact in Arizona school didn't to do so as this case proceeds. But it is an indicative that this registry is run in a truly arbitrary way. Not only does it prohibit you from getting a job or employment dealing with children, but it prohibits you from volunteering in any capacity that deals with children. And Sarah has volunteered for many years in a synagogue, and she is uh, uh, happy to help out children when the, that are in need. And yet, if this co- goes forward, she will not be allowed to. Now, the real constitutional problem here is that your name can be put on this blacklist based on what lawyers call probable cause now the probable cause standard is a very low standard remember if you go if you're arrested for a crime and you get put on trial you know you they have to prove you're guilty beyond a reasonable doubt that's the highest evidentiary standard then there's a mid-range evidentiary standard called clear and convincing evidence. And that means evidence that really shows you probably did do the thing, but isn't necessarily totally uh, overwhelmingly proof. Then there's, then there's the lowers, uh, even lower standard called preponderance of the evidence. That's like if you sue somebody for crashing into your car or something, was, that's used in civil trials. And now all that means is it's more likely that you did the thing than that you didn't do the thing. 50%, right? That's, that's what uh, probable cause is. Those are the three standards that they use in trials below even that is is what they call the the probable cause standard. And probable cause is mere, is suspicion. That's what that is. Probable cause is a suspicion standard. Probable cause is a standard that they use to get search warrants, right? So probable cause just means that there's some reason for them to think that you did something wrong. And in Arizona, you can be put for 25 years on this government-run blacklist for for a quarter century, based on probable cause, on on suspicion alone. Now, that's unconstitutional, and state courts and federal courts in other states have already declared that that's unconstitutional, that the standard has to be at least preponderance of the evidence, because you're punishing people. You can't punish people based just on suspicion, but that is the way that the system is run in Arizona. On top of that, go ahead. Go on, Timothy. I don't want to monopolize, it's just this is such an outrageous case. On top of that, the Department of Child Safety investigates potential infractions, writes the rules about what is an infraction, and punishes people for, for violating the infraction, which combines the legislative, executive, and judicial powers all in a single entity. And that's unconstitutional, at least in Arizona, where our state constitution says, the, those three powers have to be separate in order to protect individual rights. If you have a single entity that can, that is basically judge, jury, and executioner in all these cases, then that invites abuse. And in, this is an important point to add, it invites abuse even where the government officials think they're doing the right thing. I'm not saying that government officials are doing you know, something that they believe to be wrong. In fact, It's much more often the case that people's rights are violated by government officials who think they're being, that they're doing the right thing, that they're out there, you know, fighting for the public. And they have their hearts in the right place in that sense. But because the constitutional standards have been ignored here, they end up doing the wrong thing.
1: You know, Timothy, uh, that's incredible about the probable cause, the lowest standard here to get placed on the central registry. It's, it's also a violation of, of due process rights yes. as well under the protections of the U.S. Constitution and likely also the Arizona Constitution,
2: correct? Absolutely. Due process of law says that the government is not allowed to treat you in an arbitrary way uh, just because it has the power to do so. And that is what is basically happening in a case like this.
1: Well, Timothy, I I know you're getting ready to head off to another hearing on another matter. Tell us what uh, is going to happen next. You said that you have a hearing in a few days. And uh, and tell us what you would like uh, on behalf of your client and from the
2: court well what we would like is for this entire thing to be dismissed and we, that's what we and for the court to declare that a, at least probable cause is uh, I'm, I'm sorry that at least proponents of the evidence is required that probable cause is not enough evidence to, to punish a person for a quarter century for allowing her child to play in the park while she went to the grocery store for half an hour what's happened so far is we filed the appeal and we filed a motion Asking the government not to put her name on the list while the appeal is pending. At least wait Is this an we... administrative appeal you filed? Yeah, we appealed the administrative decision to a, a genuine court. Okay. And we've asked the judge in the superior court to to at least hold off putting her name in the registry while this case is pending. Unfortunately, we found out that after we filed that motion, the state went ahead and put her name on the registry. So now we've amended our motion to ask the judge to order them to take the name off the registry and hold on, hold on to it at least for the time while this case is pending. You can't punish a person while the appeal is pending. She hasn't been proven to have done anything wrong by any legitimate evidentiary standard. And that's unconstitutional. It's dangerous to the rights of people who you know maybe you're in tucson maybe you don't believe in helicopter parenting maybe you think that your child is mature enough to play in a play in a on a playground in a public park for a half an hour without being hovered over by an adult you run the risk of being blacklisted for a quarter century and that's wrong
1: well, Timothy, we are deeply grateful uh, for the work that you and Goldwater Institute and the others involved in this lawsuit are doing on behalf of your client. Um, keep us updated on this. We want to have you come back on the podcast and tell us the outcome. And We wish you all the best in this case. Thank you, Well, I'll definitely come back. Wonderful. Go and win your next cases. I'll try. Thank you, Timothy. Thank you.
0: You have been listening to the Epic Broadcast, the official podcast of the Parental Rights Foundation. You can find this and all our episodes at parentalrightsfoundation.org podcast or on iTunes or Spotify. If you enjoyed this episode, please share our podcast with your friends, use the Epic hashtag with two Ps on social media, or leave a review on Apple Podcasts to help others join our community. The Parental Rights Foundation is a donor-supported 501c3 dedicated to protecting children by empowering parents. To support our work, including this podcast, make a gift today at parentalrightsfoundation.org. Thank you for listening.